We believe anything you say. I was gonna say, there we go. We don't need you to have like sources on this podcast. Fine. Are you ready for it? Yeah. It's cool. If if we want to get cool on hags and why a hag is like normally thought of as which is you know who Hecate is or Hecate she's quoted sometimes in Shakespeare she's a Irish not quite deity she's a, a witchy creature so okay. the word hex comes from like old English like and the something word Hecate. that Hecate would exactly have done. so an Got old it. a hag mm. is not just an old woman it's a witchy woman it's a woman with powers witchy woman. which Hecate depending on where you're getting her is a, like a, a very positive character. We like that because we like Stevie Nicks who had a rumor that she was a witch because of the song Rihanna. It's yeah. not a rumor. It's confirmed by us right now on this podcast that she is that a Stevie witch. Stevie Nicks is a witch. Mm-hmm. I love this. This is a good canon. Not only are we boss hags, but we're also like, we're representing Marnie from Halloween Town. <laughs> that's what oh, I was going to say and that's that. all. Did you know that Marnie and is dating Calabar from the second movie of Halloween Town, like, like in real currently? life? Yeah. I Not that old so- guy, Calabar's son, Cal. Oh. Like, it's an age-appropriate relationship. I haven't seen Halloween Town. That's okay. It's just for anyone who's into passionate that. Passionate about Halloween. And I'm, yeah. Well, okay, I'm and passionate. Towns. You know I'm... Okay, the latter I'm not <laughs> super into, so that would be why I haven't seen that film. Have there we even know. said that it's Tori Pence? Hi! So we're joined by Victoria Pence. <laughs> Otherwise known as Tori Pence. And she's hella famous. Oh, she is. no. There are seven kids that know who I am. Plus their parents. My yeah. first exposure to her was the, on Freelancer, she plays a person who puts a hex on them. It's true. <gasps> I'm a witchy woman. Oh my gosh. See how high I fly. I got the moon in my eye. Victoria Pence is currently on Studio C. Heyo. And therefore very, very famous <laughs> amongst... The youths of Utah. There it is. That's good. And like Christian and Catholic churches around. Yeah. So like a lot of religious communities, parents and children alike are very big fans of Studio C and therefore Tori Pence. I'm a teacher and (laughs) I teach middle school students. So ages 12 to 14. And I'm going to go ahead and say that probably none of my students actually liked or respected me until they found out I was friends with Tori Pence. (laughs) Did you show them a picture of you guys together in a slideshow? Oh, I showed them a picture of us together in a slideshow, but it was us from when we were 16? We were 16. Yeah. We were 17. I was 16. Yeah. yeah, it's funny you bring that up because Tori did do that. She was kind enough to oh. come to a like theater festival that this is so fun. <laughs> I set up with like all the junior high theater kids in the district, and she put pictures of us from girls camp <laughs> when we looked like filthy drowned rats. We looked really scary, and we hot. didn't know about eyebrows back then. We did not. Who knew that? Eyebrows were important. important. Sperm brows when you just, everyone tweezed everything but the the hump at the front. I just have never had visible eyebrows. Uh, So. Your eyebrow game's on point now, though. Our listeners can't see my eyebrows, but let it be known that they are on point. We just ate Texas Roadhouse, so I'm like, could fall asleep right now. I'm so relaxed. We've got the meat belly. If we want to get back to the spinster issue, I go oh, yes. spinster age, and it says statistics show most women are married by 24 or 25. Son of a butt. <laughs> yeah. You know why I like that you said that, since we're talking about the history of words? Yes, please. I have a really hard time with phrases that are supposed to be insults to men, but they're insults to men by insulting the women in that man's life. Saying son of a bitch is saying you oh, suck, but it's because your mom, your mom is a bitch. 
Oh. Good grief. I wasn't ready for this. Well, everyone, this has been uh, a good the day. The etymology <laughs> of words. Yeah. Also, all that hag stuff, I probably made half of it up, so pretend All I'm saying is, let's <laughs> all we say son you. of a butt like, from now yes, on. Yes, son of a butt. But also, I just want to okay. say um, <laughs> that the tagline to this podcast, Tori, I'm pretty sure, doesn't know it. But it's, our eggs are dying, but we're not ready for children. Oh, man, you guys. I like you and I love you. (laughs) That's really good. How relatable is that? I mean, I, every morning, wake up and I hear my eggs from the ovaries just screaming. I've been thinking about, have you ever thought about selling your eggs? I have because you can get so so much much money. money. And I'm not using them. I'm wasting one a month. I can't even... Never mind. My my brain says they're eggs and I was going to make a cook them joke. Fried or fertilized. <laughs> like, have you never heard that song? No, it's I by Turquoise Jeep. It's great. What? How, they say how you like your eggs, fried or fertilized. That's really good. That's yeah. actually poetry. Yeah. Hell yeah. Everything they put out is poetic, I swear. Yeah, so anyway, like, welcome to Boss House. It's so good to be here. We're, we're not ready to be mothers, but our eggs are really, really dying. Oh yeah. At an increasingly <laughs> rapid But also rate. you are yeah. so in charge of that fact and also everything else wow well, you're pow- this is powerful i, I feel inspired yeah <laughs> thanks guys if you guys come to tori pence's room you will leave <laughs> feeling better but right now literally the decor is that of a 13 year old boy and also a sociopath <laughs> no, I don't know. i'm looking at the colors of my clothing it's like, like black peculiar and more black collection and... of items to well, be sure I, yes but... i have a statue um with a wig on it in the corner the wolf head fell off of it i hate no that. no, no. but i i meant if you come in here you'll empower them with your words oh I yeah didn't mean, okay like, that's fine you'll come in here and be I'll... pumped up by the star wars by this giant darth maul blanket pinned yeah. to the wall they will be like inspired that, by my words and by the laser disc of Batman Forever starring Nicole Kidman, Chris O'Donnell, and Val Kilmer. Also Tommy Lee Jones. I use those as a mirror. <laughs> Do you like um, the Tim Burton Batman? Yes. Which one? The first two were Tim Burton. That's the one with Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, yes. I love Michelle Pfeiffer Michael so much. That's the second one. has Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. And then the, the first one is Jack Nicholson as the, the Joker. I will never, ever, ever forget that robotic laugh after he falls from that tower. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the things that really stuck in Jenny's heart and soul. There's a haunted look on my face right it's now. Truly, she, I I didn't want to mention how devastated and how torn and ripped up and discarded and then picked back up and then raised to be a good woman. <laughs> you look just like your eggs. Lonely and, and with no Dusty. future. <laughs> With a, a growing knowledge of their own mortality. <laughs> Do you have overalls that have Star Wars straps? So these are actually oh, part straps. Of that. Yeah, overalls. I'm holding some Star Wars straps because I bought Star Wars sheets and they came with these Velcro things around them. And I was like, this is awesome. I'm going to use these to make straps for my overalls. They're right there. Okay, because I went on Hot Topic looking yeah, for they them. They do not exist. I'm, these are sweatpants that I owned and I wanted to have overalls, so I cut the leg off. And I If you ever see Tori it. wearing something and you're inspired and you want to try to find it, you I probably can't because she made it. That's nice of you. But also, I do purchase clothing. <laughs> I don't know if that's, that's unconfirmed. Look, there was a period of time where I rated the color block section of H&M. It we was, have the same shirt. Yes, we bought it together. We bought it together. Hmm. I came up with a really good life motto today, at least in my opinion it is. Oh, yes, please. So, like, I've made lots of mistakes in my life, and I felt bad about something today, and was like, 
no matter how many mistakes I made, I'll never be that mom who dropped her baby in Harambe's <gasps> living enclosure. Oh, wow. See, I like to think no matter how bad I get, I'm not a Hitler, but um, uh, <laughs> I'll take that one. Sorry, but that's unrelatable. That's true. That's <laughs> Sorry, Tori. No, you're right. That is a good one. That's, that's, a, that's a place you can climb to, that you can be. I like to think, well, I'm not me from 10 years ago, yeah. so I'm doing pretty great. Not that I didn't. Like I like me to from think, hey, I didn't text that boy back. <laughs> she gets rewarded by us going to CVS. Yeah, whenever I don't text Dream a boy back that I should have cut out of my life, Allison takes me to CVS. That is true and beautiful friendship. Is it so that you can like hold the long, long receipt and cradle it to your face? And... Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. There's a euphoria that comes. Yeah. Like, the longer the receipt, the more euphoria I feel. The longer the receipt, the closer to God. <laughs> the, the receipts aren't really the long thing. It's always the, when you go to the coupon machine. Yeah, the coupons. And print out your coupon, and it's taller than your future husband. Oh, yeah. My roommate gets clothes? creeped out by it because it has carpet. But oh, the I, carpet no, is I get clean. That. No, no, yeah. I respect that. There are mysteries and hidden deceits in carpet. In all carpet, yes. I don't but trust my own carpet. in that brand new CVS on 21st, it's clean. Yeah, we love it. <laughs> I, I sometimes I sit on it to mull over a purchase. That's I, true, she does sit on I it. I have sat on a Walmart floor and not felt shame and fear because it's not porous. Did you guys ever sneak out of your home as children? Like to go to parties or something? I was such a boring kid. Me too. I worked all day and then I read books. <laughs> mm. literally What about you, Allison? I ran away to go to my grandma's house like when I was like seven. That's the plot of a Mary-Kate and Ashley yeah, film. No, are you Mary-Kate or Ashley? And I'm Ashley. Let okay. it be known. <laughs> but um, no, I think I didn't want to clean my room or something and so I just left a note and my grandma lived like a block away. Mm. So I ran away. I never was like a CW hottie who snuck out in high school yeah. to kiss boys. No. Unfortunately. To kiss boys wearing leather jackets. Yeah. I did one time. Oh. Kiss a boy wearing a leather jacket. Nope. <laughs> that is yet to be accomplished in my life. But we'll get there Let's someday. put it all on our bucket list. Oh, wait, am I in the leather jacket or is he? You can be in the leather jacket. All right, I'm down want. for being in the leather jacket. Great. I would feel very powerful in that moment. Uh, we weren't allowed to have sleepovers in my family, and I wasn't like, allowed to stay out at super late, and I was a really good kid, so I didn't. But one night, we had a Relay for Life, and I finally gained permission from my mother to go to the Relay for Life thing and stay the night there because, like, you're supposed to walk all night. So I wouldn't be sleeping, so it's not salacious. <laughs> and it got rained out, but my mom didn't know. <gasps> oh, baby! Oh! So I went over to my friend Brittany Gibbons' house, oh. and I slept in her bed with her little sister, her, and, like, a friend, and we all had the best, like, sleepover party. And the next day, I had the most deeply crushing guilt of, like, what have I done? I've betrayed my parents. That, exactly. I've besmirched the name of Pence. I have stayed a night in not my own bed, and then I got over it. And I still to this day have not told my mother that story, so please don't. I'm telling your mom. If she right listens, no. she's one of our best listeners. Oh my gosh! Yeah. What is her name? Elaine. That's yes. so Seinfeld. Yeah, it is. It is. Her name is Sandra Elaine Pence. Wow. And then my father oh. is Philip Eston Pence, and we all have really super English names, and it was like Victoria Carlin Pence. I think that's beautiful. Oh, it's, it's stunning. Like, yeah, it is. As discussed over our Texas Roadhouse meal, you do talk a little bit like you're Victorian royalty I do. sometimes, so it's fine. <laughs> oh, it's because I like got left in a library for much of my youthhood, like my, when mom worked. 
Um, oh. And dad, you're like I, Matilda. I, a little. I was. I read Matilda and was like, well, hot diggity darn. Why am I not? Why don't well, I have your parents weren't mean powers. to you? I don't think. No, yeah, I, Danny this, DeVito this didn't scream family. at you all the time because you wouldn't con. Though people. there was a piece of me now that thinks a kink of mine would be Danny DeVito screaming at you. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, same. <laughs> Anyway, I read a lot, but mostly like old English literature from from the England. If you hear weird noises, it's because Tori claps a lot and like <laughs> smacks her leg. And I move her. I like. I have she moves places. and fidgets and like plays uh, with her her um, overall straps that she's not even wearing right now. <laughs> I can't. So I just want you to know that this is intentional ASMR. It is. Oh, I'd be so good at ASMR. Yeah, I think you would be. Guys, I don't know that I I'd love be. to watch you shove your face in a loaf of bread. <laughs> <laughs> you do, do give that distinct impression that we'd love to see that face in a loaf of bread. Stop. How long has that been Have you in seen your bread soul? face on YouTube? No. It's wild. <laughs> my thing is, I just kind of want to take take okay. all of like my Star Wars. Now let it be known that Tori is showing off her figurines, her Boba Fett. Like I found this in a house back when I did you, repos. Oh uh -huh. wow! What I should do though is a whole ASMR thing that's just like me showing you my Star Wars collection <laughs> and just be like, and then hey. tap Boba's hand yeah. on the mic. Okay, this is Boba Fett stroking your face. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's got like clawed fingers. <laughs> This is actually a figurine of Boba Fett escaping the Sarlacc pit. So now you get to enjoy the yeah. Sarlacc. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everyone. You... Let me just talk about the Sarlacc pit for one second. It's, right? Yes. So the Sarlacc pit is sorry. on Tatooine. Oh, you good. It's, a, it's got a name. I can't think of it now. It's a creature with tentacles and such. But it's just this giant maw with a beak that comes out at points. Yeah. All I want to say is that as a kid, mm. watching that movie... And being, being told that the stakes were really high if oh, yeah. you fell into the Sarlacc pit because mm -hmm. you would, like, slowly digest over a thousand years. Yep. I was like, but you just die, right? That's exactly what like, <laughs> slowly digesting over a thousand. I think I've got, like, You, like, ten... fall from a great height after a battle. If you make it past the weird teeth of this creepy creature and aren't already dead... You'll die of starvation You die... Sepsis. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, not great. Don't want to die. Don't want to die in there, but, like... Everybody calm down. Yeah. It's not that big of a deal. Exactly. The thousand years here, I don't know, does your soul stay stuck in the Sarlacc? Oh, now there's something <gasps> we could explore. soul torture. Now, see, I don't know much about, like, sorry. <laughs> you, uh, for all our fans out there, you can't see Tori right now, but she literally grabbed the ends of her feet and then just lifted them straight in the air like, um, Doing child's, happy baby like, almost. happy baby in mm. yoga. Now... What has gathered us here today is the movie Swan Princess. It's one of the most quality pieces of cinema you're ever going to experience. So we want to just talk a little bit about it. Mm-hmm. Talk about some important theories. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Look. I, Themes. This, facts. And, trivia. And, and things for your consideration. I, that film... Uh, I didn't realize how deeply it had affected me until I was an adult and I realized that, like, I think about Swan Princess at least once a week. Wow. I know. When I hop on my bike to go to work, legitimately what goes through my head are two songs. One, a song called I Will Win the Race from a seminary CD from, from Mormon Seminary. 
Oh yeah, and it's like, I will win the race, I will fight a good fight. The other one is, uh, we're rough on a mission, we're tough in good condition, we're short but standing tall, no fear! Yes! I'm just wondering why that song pops into your head when you're getting on your bike. Is there like... It just feels... Just because you're, like, off yeah, on whatever exactly. your day's and, like, I'm headed is. to do what I got to do. Wow. And bikes are... Bikes feel much more um, adventure than mm-hmm. just getting in your car or just yeah. walking slash running somewhere. It's like, I'm hopping on a device made entirely for moving quickly to a space, but within mine own power. How excellent. <laughs> Tori really likes being um, strong and in control and in power. Yep. Earlier she told me that she needs to really up her workout game so that if she's ever in a situation where she needs to save someone, she can. And I think that's not only very pure... I agree. But also funny. It's not so much pure, but it's... It's it's, pure! It's more the uh, concept of life from the point of view of an eight-year-old who is currently (laughs) on their obsession with superheroes. It's the reason I cried through Endgame and Captain Marvel. It's Captain Marvel's good, though. Captain Marvel's good, though. There's a lot happening. Oh, we could talk about Captain Marvel. But the part where she's like, I don't have anything to prove to you. actually got me okay sorry i could talk forever about it it's that one it's there's things that bother me about it i have issues right i mean it's not but what is great is i've always wanted to be a superhero and what was cool about that one is we start her journey as a superhero she's already a superhero she has to learn to be a human person have emotions and empathy and And that's what makes her super is being a human judgment calls when things aren't black and white (laughs) i really want to be a hero Okay, so Swan Princess. I'm loving this for Tori Pence, honestly. This is her time. Thank you, guys. Us other hags will F off. Step aside. I'm going to say, can you just uh, calm the freak down, step back? I mean, there's nowhere for us to physically step back, because we've got a lot of If you lean at all, you will fall into my wardrobe. The Sarlacc pit. Yeah, the Sarlacc pit of my room. So, um, (laughs) one thing that I want to get out of the way right off the bat is this is not a Disney film. And a lot of people... It's not a Disney film. It's Nest, right? Yeah, so it's not a Disney film. Nest, you're saying? Nest, but also Richard Rich. He made it it because he was a disgruntled Disney employee. Did you already say that at the beginning? No, so he worked for Disney for a while, and he didn't actually like the things that were coming out. He actually directed Fox and the Hound and a couple other things. Um, and he didn't like where we, oh, Black Cauldron. He did Black Cauldron too. He didn't like, uh, where Disney was going, what he was doing. And it was, was it at the point when Disney was starting to do a different animation style? I think it was, they were moving away from entirely hand-drawn mm-hmm. to sell stuff. And he was like, I don't like this. I don't want to do things this way. And he moved on to make his own company to rival things. And they made a couple of fun and Bangers. fantastic yeah, ballers but of But I don't know that they, uh, necessarily were that but they weren't competitive. It wasn't much yeah. of a competition, yeah. but I still respect the effort. It's like the Michael Scott paper company of That's exactly these it. production worlds. Richard Rich did animated movies for uh, Mormons or Latter day Saints called Living Scriptures. <gasps> yes, wow. it's the same company. Hey, That's it's... why the same person who did the music. Oh, did the music for Lex Day Azevedo. Azevedo, yeah, did the yeah. same did the music for Saturday's Warrior, which was an 80s film, and then they remade it in 2016. I just know that they're the same company because, ready for this, animation-wise, they don't have butts. Also, 
there's a video game by the same company. Dragon Quest or something? Anyway, long history with this company, guys. They've really affected my life. So the point is... You're a wealth of knowledge. (laughs) She's not a Disney princess. No, she is not. Odette is not a Disney princess. She's layered. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just like I.L. on Love Island. Mm -hmm. He's very deep. Yeah, Tori, you need to watch that so you can get on our level of trash. Wait, which is this one? Love Island. Love Island sounds horrifying. It, it what is. is it from and, and also why is it it's happening? the most pure and wonderful thing I've ever watched. <laughs> they are really nice to each other. They're so yeah. nice to each other. The only thing I haven't seen in a while and the literal only thing I can remember is when she's asking Derek, Prince Derek, if he likes her and he said she's really pretty and she's all, what else? And he's like, what else is there? Because he's so shallow. So then Derek's yes. advisor, who is what sort of like is the that? comedic relief, yes. is like, how to offend, offend a woman women. in five syllables or less. <laughs> he's yeah. like, I don't mean to. And you're like, no, hold up, son, sir, yeah. person boy. It's important, and I only realized how much I respected Odette because of it in retrospect. So she says, what else? Is beauty all that matters to you? And he doesn't know what to say. Because, yeah. It is. Which is what kills me. If you typical. the earlier bits, she gets real cute around the age of, like, 15. But, like, in the whole, uh, one of the greatest songs in, you know, film history. This I can't believe it. Yeah, it's amazing, okay? It's, it's great. a great piece of music. Beautiful. All the music in this movie is actually phenomenal. Um, Good job, Lex Day as a Vado. Thank you, Lex. We stand Lex Day as a Vado. <laughs> Until you did Saturday's Warrior, and then you can please leave. Okay. I'm kidding. Hey, back no, off. There's good things there. Hey. Uh, when, when they're kids, you watch them grow up together, and she's... It's so cool. She's the coolest person. Like She is cool. They're both... They're, like, he's kind of a, an annoying little dude. She's uh, like, I want to I wanna rough house. I want to be here. I want to yeah. hang with you, and he never lets her. And so she, like, is, like, 15 at whatever point and is flirting with the castle guards. I'm like, there goes she adorable. She's real cute right here. Is he just not at that point where he notices these things? Because she's not trying to get him and he's not trying to hit on her do they like know each other too well at that point it's probably just a stubbornness thing at that mm-hmm. point so what happens when and he turns old, like 20? that old trope of like oh yeah I, we grew up together so we can't see each other that way exactly which i don't think is real but if they're <laughs> seeing each other every summer what the hmm is with that glow up in one summer where mm-hmm. suddenly it's like like yeah all of a sudden happened. I'm sorry about that. You loved it. Don't apologize. I regret nothing. Thank you. But like, what happened in his life? Did he just get like ditched by some girl? So he suddenly says no He has issues. I like that. I think he's hurt a little bit. I like the theory that maybe he had someone else back in his own kingdom that he was more interested in. Mm -hmm. Or I guess in his own kingdom because she comes to him. Mm -hmm. But, uh... Always. Like, why do they never send him to her? I want to know, like, is her kingdom actually destroyed? Does she not actually have a kingdom, and that's why her dad is trying to marry her into this one? Is because they've actually like Rothbard has gone through and raised the entirety yeah. of Who their kingdom. Who is the union benefiting the most? Precisely. Essentially, which we can assume based on princesses on parade, because yeah. his kingdom is so rich and connected yeah. that it will probably benefit her kingdom. Precisely. The most. Yeah. And at this point, I mean, a princess on parade point. I'm like, mom, you either got to realize that this boy. Uh, has somebody on his mind or he's gay and right. you need to deal. Like, he's not interested in any of them? Uh, really? Uh-huh. None? None of them? Yeah, but I kind of skipped over the fact that Rothbart was going to take over William's oh, yeah. kingdom. We had a bad guy that we need to talk about. Yeah, he's like the origin story of how he became evil. 
Actually, he could have been evil before that. He's probably not a great guy. He was practicing black magic, right? And the king was like, uh, no, you cannot have my kingdom with your black magic. Let me make you leave the kingdom. What's probably had a bad childhood. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. He's a redhead. True. He yeah. probably had a real hard time. Probably also, killed animals or something. Yes. You, you know a man with that nose and that hair killed some animals. <laughs> and also, I think his mustache grew out of his nostrils. So let's just talk about what that does to a kid. When you go through mm-hmm. puberty and mm-hmm. your hair starts growing out of your nose so well that you can that grow it a full face a of full hair. Mustache. Yeah, no, that does yeah. a thing to yourself. That changes worth. a person. Yes, he actually mm-hmm. never killed any animals. He just looked in the mirror one morning and said, "This is who I am. I must practice dark magics to make this stop happening." So he got into. Oh, dark it magic. all began because he was trying to tame his facial yeah. hair. Yeah, he was Aww. trying to be. He got to real women. entangled in the dark magics. Yes. It was Rothbard. And now, okay, well, we got Rothbard and we have Rothbard's assistant lady. Oh my gosh. I old woman. I am so confused at their relationship. What is their relationship? Because she's in love with him. She's in love with him, but is she in How old did they get connected? Yeah, she's much older than him. She's significantly older than him. She has them. like beautiful eyes though. She yeah. does. She's got stunning eyes. And, and she and smiles. She'll yeah. always be smiling. She's Amen. always bringing light into the room. She's like a hag. Like to tie it she's back like, to the beginning of this. She is she's a like good old OG hag. I'm sorry. Is the protagonist of Swan Princess actually the hag lady? And we Who never has a name probably. <laughs> she's <laughs> just she's just too nice to rock for. What's her name? We need the name. We need her name immediately. She Bridget. Is. Bridget. How did you How did you know that? Because I just barely read the Wikipedia page. I love that about you. Okay. Bridget, I like weirdly, if you want to know backstory on Tory Fence, I always, like, I never identified with Odette. I kind of identified with Derek on a like hunting level, but not really otherwise. But I hardcore felt a kinship with Bridget. It's a very real thing. Uh, please hold. We- Lex de Azevedo <laughs> plays Rothbard. Oh! <laughs> No more, Miss Azabeta. Nice <laughs> no oh man, cause I got the keys to the kingdom. It's actually amazing. I love that song. Honestly, I, I'm glad I found that out before I really sh- trash talked his name, his yeah. singing voice yeah. too much, cause it's not you know, really it? singing. It's uh, just that's why I liked it. It's, it's just emoting kinda... in a yeah. gravelly he voice, and it. I'm okay it's with pretty, that. I was kind of turned on by Rothbart in some weird well, way. Well, he's kind of hot. No, he's a little bit. <laughs> is he really? When he's, yeah. Can we I see mean, Lex Azevedo is? Yeah, I'm like, sorry, though. Jenny's idea of what is hot. Okay, you're going to laugh. But like, is he just a dad? He's good looking for being 50 uh, Be advised, right? listeners. Um, this is... Not hot stuff. The Ancient of Days, Lex Azevedo, uh, bald, painted... 96 years old. How old is he actually? He was born in 1943, so okay, he's pretty so up he's there. so he's like close yeah. to my dad's age, actually. I will not make those jokes yeah, anymore. Yeah, he's 76. There have been bigger age gaps in the history of That's relationships. That's true. And 70's so. not that old, actually. I'm sorry, Lex. I've been really cruel to you just because I wanted to poke at Jenny, but... He listens to this podcast for sure. I know sure. he does, just like my I, mother. I have the hots for a lot of older men. I respect that. And it's that. fine. Historically, I do too, so I get that. They're always, like, people who are inaccessible to me. Oh, yeah. It's, like... It's their power that you're... Like, Christopher Plummer. Hmm. Any age, any stage. Isn't he gay? No, but he plays a gay person in Beginners. I was just gonna say that's, like, doubly against you. Um, Yeah, like, even more out of reach. I mean, I am also attracted to a lot of famous It's like being attracted to Matt Bomer. Yeah. right, but you will never have that. Or, like, Dan Levy. But then it's, like, do we really have... Not 
He's um, fluid. Yes, he's fluid. He's dated women. And, he, well, I love what he said. He says, he said, I won't, I can't say that I'm just gay because I feel like that uh, dishonors these very important and very pivotal relationships I've had with women. And I respect it. But that. can you see him? I mean, I appreciate that as an evolution. Uh-huh. I don't know that I can see him dating women in the future. But yeah. But listen, good for him. Yeah. And I also really love that recently Jonathan Van Ness uh, yeah. sort of came out as gender fluid. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, did you see the stuff about Ruby Rose? She's playing Batwoman. <gasps> yes. Cool. But are they, I don't know. Did she go? She, she says she's gender fluid. Mm-hmm. Um, and the issues a lot of people growing up was like, well, Batwoman's a lesbian. We can't have her. And she's like, well, I, I guess I need a new term for myself because I am a lesbian. As right. a gender fluid woman, and so like, oh, this is confusing. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, but also maybe we do need some new terminology there. Who knows? Just allow. Wait, because she's a lesbian, they didn't want her to play Batwoman. No, Batwoman it, herself. Well, because she identified as gender fluid, which means that she's not like a cis woman. Mm-hmm. People were arguing that that makes her not a lesbian. Like, what's the term for that? See, what about like non-binary, gender queer, spectrum of gender identity is not exclusively masculine or feminine. I feel like you can. Be a lesbian mm-hmm. gender fluid. I f- feel like I'm pretty gender fluid. Yeah? <laughs> Very that. Continue. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, why don't people just, like, not worry about it? Yeah, it <laughs> just doesn't... Like, I'm getting kind of annoyed Same. at, like, these hypothetical people. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. It's the internet. Yeah. The internet, while being wonderful and fantastic... Is also the worst. It's just the worst. But also yeah. memes. Because we spend a lot of time... And I'm very guilty of this. Like, I... I know it's none of my business, but I need to know who the father of Minnie Kaling's baby is. Oh, wow. Uh, but, like, mm-hmm. we spend a lot of time worrying about stuff that's none of our business. Like, I guess it doesn't really matter what we call Ruby Rose. Like, she identifies as gender fluid. And, she's and she hot. likes the ladies. She's, so. she's very, very, very beautiful. She's so beautiful. I can't, I can't. I want my hair to look as good as hers, and it never will. Mm. Like, she parts it in a way that no person should be able to part their hair. And I want And still it. look good, yeah. No, she's, she's distractingly beautiful. Yeah, it's upsetting. Yeah. And I'm okay with her being on a CW show, but I'm sad that Batwoman is only getting a one of a CW. Um, you know, just oh, saying. I haven't paid attention. I didn't realize we were talking about a CW production. Oh yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, no. Well, she's she's not a fantastic actress, so she's, she's just CW. she's really just pretty. really really great to look at, yeah. and also excellent in Xander Cage. Three. I don't um, know what that triple is. Triple X, The Return of Xander Vin, Cage. Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. Let's talk about high-octane movies that I laugh really hard at and love so much. It's Triple X, Return of Xander Cage. The first one is weird to me because he has too much sex with women. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Honestly, that's always been my problem with James Bond. Yes! It angers me. Also, I think James, like a 007 movie with a lady would be banging. Ooh! Yeah, Ooh, that's yeah. gonna happen yeah. someday. Yeah, you yeah, know, it could yeah. be Ruby yeah. Rose. Yeah. You gotta be English. You gotta be hardcore English. Like I would live for Emma Thompson as an older 007. I want to be Emma Thompson if you were curious. Hmm. She's very pretty. She's a phenomenal. She's human really being. great. It breaks my heart to think about Ooh, her in gonna... Love Actually <gasps> when she's listening to Joni Mitchell and crying and looking at that piece of jewelry her husband yeah, gave. That movie hurts me. Yeah, it that movie hurt hurts my feelings. Oh, it's I'm like, <laughs> it's, I like it, but it's just a lot of storylines that hurt my feelings, okay? I respect that. I do, I do, I do. <laughs> Did we want to return to the important film 
Swan, Swan Princess. princess. Absolutely. Excellent. So, uh, when last we met, uh, we hit on Bridget. Rothbart. And Rothbart. Being Rothbart being a sack. Yeah. Vocally, in many ways. Uh, and also, <laughs> um, I think he looks absolutely bonkers. Oh, but yeah. you were pointing out that he has an interesting and maybe good fashion sense. Oh, yeah. Yes. And by that, I mean, it's terrible. But also, color-wise, he the understands... Close- yeah. Yeah, the clothes fit him well. He did have a like a beer gut, but he fit them well to himself. The color yeah. choices of yellow and, and purple. Uh, purple being uh, that he was seeking for the crown. He wanted to mm-hmm. be a royal, so of course he's going to mimic their color choices. And that golden yellow and that being complimentary. He's got an awareness of colors he and does. style. And he's not afraid to wear a color that really um, sets off his bright hair. He's not afraid to take a risk, he's not I afraid agree. To take a risk. He yeah. has thick muscles. Yeah, his arms are very strong. Oh, dang, he's stronger than Derek. Remember when he's wearing that workout outfit oh, in yeah. No More Mr. Nice Guy, and mm-hmm. he's doing, like, a one-armed push-up? Oh, no, actually, I remember that. He looks like an 80s, like, well, jock yeah. babe. Is it weird that, like, if he just didn't the one-armed push-up hair. stuck with me a lot as a kid? Wow. I think that was the first time I saw it in cinema, and I wanted badly to be able to do one. Wow. Still can't. I could do clapping push-ups. That is about it. I think that if it was an apocalyptic situation where you had to save someone by doing a one-armed push-up, the adrenaline would kick in. I think it might. I don't know. I think my technique's not good enough. Uh, So, here's another fact that I feel like will interest Tori. Uh, Rothbart, voiced by Jack Palance, does a one-armed push-up during the song No More Mr. Nice Guy, just (laughs) as Palance famously did during his acceptance speech at the Academy Awards when he won Best Supporting Actor in his role for... For his role in City Slickers. Well, well, So it was a well. reference to him. Okay, I love and respect that. That's a wonderful thing. Should we put her in a situation where she feels like the apocalypse is going to come? Hey, if Tori, I'm going to jump off a ledge or something, and you have to pull me back up with one I mean, arm. I would, oh man. Should we just take a break real quick and try it? Yeah, we'll be back in ten. Wow, that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you have a new host. <laughs> Because I'm dead. I'm speaking to you from the grave. I can do it! No, I couldn't. Oh, man. I truly, though, that's my thing right now. I'm like, the fact that I have to question if I could do it or not saddens me. Okay. I want to know. I want to know. Can you show me? Can you show mm. me? Phil Collins, everyone. Phil Collins went harder than even Lex does a Vado. He... Uh, Phil Collins did not have to record that he, soundtrack in, like, five languages, but he language. did that for us. But he did, because Paradise Untouched by Man is an important Only piece of love music. can enter here. It's actually the greatest soundtrack. It's like, so good. I feel so many feelings. I, like, it came on a friend's radio once when we were driving down the road, and I, like, a single tear rolled down my cheek, because I was like, Phil. Yeah. And I knew every word to every song, and my heart mm-hmm. was full. What do you think is the best song from the Tarzan soundtrack? Oh, man. I mean, Strangers Like Me is a classic, but... You'll Be In My Heart. You'll Be In My Heart. Oh, man. Yeah. I liked when... um, Is it Stevie Wonder and 98 Degrees do a cover of one of them? Do they do You'll Be In My Heart? Isn't that true to your heart in Mulan? (laughs) (laughs) Probably. There's a 98 Degrees song... In the Mulan credits. There what about like, true to your heart? You, you must be true to your heart. Cause when the heavens will part. And they will shower you with me. Nope, that's the second verse. I'm sorry. Open your eyes. Your heart can tell. I think Son of Man might be my favorite. I like Son of Man a lot. Son of Man. A man for, it's good. It just feels... I have, I have a lot of 
feelings. Love for the more like masculine songs. I realize so that about myself. You're saying that fine. Trash in the Camp isn't your favorite. Trash in the Camp is not my favorite. I swear, there's a co- a cover of Trash in the Camp by like Insync. There is. Okay, that's yeah. where I'm getting it mixed up. Yeah, so Insync does a version of Trash in the Camp that is incredible. <laughs> it might be Two Worlds. I don't know. That's good. That's one family. But that one's so short. There's a longer version in there. I I think my favorite is probably I Wanna Know. Yeah. Yeah. There's like like an urgency. It is. is. There's a drive. It's good. Yeah. Ooh. Just like in my. Yeah. A quest for knowledge and connection. It's incredible. Thank you. A quest. <laughs> so, um, Rothbart's kind of attractive. He, we feel like the real protagonist is Bridget. But, yeah. okay, so we need to, like, are we going to outline the plot for people who haven't seen it? Or are we going to just, yeah, like, let's do it. F you, watch it, or That's, don't listen? Please watch it. It's good for your heart and soul. But also, here's a small synopsis. First five minutes of the movie, we open on... <laughs> <laughs> is it Rothbart getting he's banished? trying to, yeah yeah he's getting banished because he's gonna use dark magic <laughs> to take over the kingdom and then William is banishes him even though he should have killed him Rothbart I want to say Breitbart like after Andrew yeah, Breitbart's, I hear that, yeah. um Rothbart is like I'm gonna be back so he's kind of like doesn't Maleficent he say you'll a little pay bit. for this yeah. you'll be sorry so and then so, they just pretend that he never threatened the kingdom yeah. and, and then Odette's he born Odette's born, Prince Derek comes in and meets her as a baby, and then... The parents are like, wow, let's, like, make our kids... Get married. Get married. Yeah. to that end. So they have this brilliant idea, and let's also point out that Prince Derek only has a single mother. It's true. So the queen of her kingdom. Dad's a queen. And Odette only has a single father, even in the scene where so she was just born. So why didn't they get married? It bothered me to know. no end as a kid. Oh, you know Emma. what? I bet Odette's mom died in childbirth. Because oh. we're sitting there meeting her as a baby, and the mother's no nowhere mom. to be found. <gasps> Sad. That's actually devastating. Dark. Okay, so then the parents, these single parents, have mm-hmm. a really great idea that in order to, like, always have peace between their kingdoms and to join forces, they're going to have... Odette and Philip? Derek. <laughs> They're going to have Odette and Derek get married. And, and so, so then we have an incredible song. I can't is, believe I'm stuck with her all summer. I bet she hasn't wrestled hunt or fought. Because they spent every summer together yeah. getting to know each other, but not really. They didn't get along. They didn't want to be with each other until suddenly they both get hot. Each verse, they're a little this bit older. This is not my, this isn't my idea. I'm fun. And then when they finally like each other, they're saying, this is my idea. Except instead of fun, they say, love. <whistles> then we get to that pivotal scene where Derek says, arrange the marriage without consulting Odette at all. And mm, then uh, she realizes that he's shallow mm-hmm. and only cares about beauty. She's like, nope, sorry, dude, we're not doing this. Leaves with her dad on the way home, gets attacked by this great beast, which we later learn is love, but he is a great beast. Oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway, uh, and he turns her into a swan so that mm-hmm. when it's the, the daytime, she's a swan. At nighttime, when the moon comes out and touches the lake... That she, she's a human. You know, that's a, that. that's really human. horny that she's a human at night instead of in the day. Yeah, that's. Right. I'm pretty sure that's the old like fairy tale kinkiness happening right there. But then, if she doesn't get back to the lake by the time the sun sets, then she doesn't turn back into a human. So Which she's trapped rough. in that area around Rothbart's castle. Wait, why? When she turns into a human at night, 
why can't she run away back to her kingdom? I think half the year, she, like, yeah. she doesn't she has have to get time back to get back to her kingdom. Her kingdom is so far away. Yeah, her kingdom's yeah. far well, enough she away. She doesn't really know where she is. That she also she doesn't do know where she is because... There's, well, that's what they do in No Fear. The whole plot of that is getting oh, a map yeah. so they that's can true. go find her kingdom. That's so true. Okay. But So part of it is that she doesn't know where she is, but also if she tries to run away to figure out where she is, she's not going to turn back into a human because she's not on the lake under the moon. And but she befriends a puffin, a turtle, and a frog, and they help her and do recon and try to help her escape, mm-hmm. and they're very loyal and sweet. Named Jean-Bob Speed and Puffin because they got lazy. Yeah. <laughs> I love Jean-Bob. Shenanigans ensue. Derek is like, wow, okay, I may have messed up, possibly. Let me go find my girl. I've been told that um, Rothbart is not what he sees. Yeah, it's actually, let's, dying. he's told by Odette's dying yeah. father, it's not what it seems. That's really good. That was good copying of that voice acting. Thank you. And then Derek has to spend, like, a million years doing all this research and problem solving and questing to figure out what that means. I just want to put it out there to the dying William. If you have enough breath to say, it's It's not what it seems. Rothbart is a beast. Exactly. (laughs) Rothbart is a bad guy. (laughs) He wanted to die with some mystery. Rothbart is the great animal. William didn't actually die there. He just let out a gasp and was like, that was the coolest thing I've ever done. (laughs) Oh crap, I should tell him. So, (laughs) then, uh, basically, (laughs) Derek has this short, fat friend who's like a total wimp. Yeah. Who is always trying Love to help him train. Bromley. Bromley. All the prince ever does is practice, practice, practice. Thinking of her and the way that it was. Practice, practice, practice. Oh, because they're, they're training to fight the great animal. Exactly. exactly. They're training to fight the great animal. Great and so there's lots of little fun scenes where that's happening. Bromley <laughs> is my favorite oh, yeah. character because... Every time he's scared and something bad is happening, he's like, oh, please, oh, please, oh, please, oh, please, oh, please. Uh, he's the pathetic Samwise Gamgee of this franchise. Yeah, like, he, if like, Sam wasn't cool. He tries to gain courage and he grows is a Sam little cool? by the end. But Sam is pretty absolutely. cool. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. I just we got you. I just haven't ever thought of, like, any hobbits as, like, really cool. Sam, I mean, if we're going to talk about, like, steadfast friendship and... Loyalty, loyalty, ingenuity. Oh, it's wonderful. Samwise Gamgee, everyone. Yeah. I think a lot of people in their hurry to pump Sam up as a cool person, though, bring Frodo down, which I think is unacceptable behavior. Yeah. Because Frodo He's dealt going with something different. It. It's kind of like physical ordeals versus mental ordeals. Mm-hmm. Frodo was going through a mental ordeal that we do not give enough credence to people's mental issues. I mean, I'm the sorry. whole thing <laughs> with the ring is that... It's an addiction. Yes. So it's very representative of not only mental and emotional health and turmoil, but also addiction. And yeah. so to villainize Frodo for having an addiction that he didn't ask for because he was trying to do something to save Middle Earth is really wrong. And problematic. Problematic. Okay. So anyway, uh, I think we've talked about everything but Swan Princess. And this is <laughs> actually the best thing I've ever experienced. So I just hold on. Let me take the like a little sidebar. So there's oh, yeah. that French frog named Jean Bob. Jean Bob. He's been continually trying to get her to kiss him because he and thinks he he's a prince. And he believes that if he gets kissed, that he'll turn into this a prince. Jean Bob. I feel the deepest. I think actually connection. Not Bridget. I've always loved him. Yes. Well, he's great too. This is a dude who, as a frog 
thinks so highly of himself. He's like, I know that I'm a prince and all it will take is someone else to make me feel whole, to make me be that. And what he doesn't get is he's already a prince, Jean Bob. He doesn't need somebody else. It's already inside of him. It's already inside of him. And his confidence is never shattered. No. He never gives up. No. And it like feels delusional, but it's so positive and it doesn't hurt anyone else. And he like loves himself. And Mm -hmm. I think that's inspiring. I think it's wonderful. Sorry, what were you about he to is, say about He him? is an icon, yes. is what we're saying. But also, <laughs> John Cleese played him, and he had a yes. choice of playing Zazu in The Lion King. Stop. Or John Bob in this film, and he chose to play John Bob because he felt his character was this character was more interesting. I would agree. I agree. I hardcore agree. Zazu is just like colonialism. Yes. John Bob is like confidence. You can do it. Yes. Believe in yourself. Yes. Oh, that's John Cleese. Yeah. I love that man. He's great. He's wonderful. At any rate, long story short, if I may. You may. Thank you. Derek goes to find Odette, finds the swan creature. He goes, he says, oh, man, it doesn't know what it seems. And says, good, great, got to kill this thing. So he tries to shoot Odette the swan. She's like, what's the crap? What am I going to do? Flies around, evades him in the sunlight like a brilliant genius. She's a tactician. Mm-hmm. She's smart. And then she goes, no, well, I've got to reveal myself to him. Oh, my gosh, this is terrifying. I'm scared to do it. But to her little forest friends are like, Odette, you got to do it. There's never going to be another way you can get with your man who, for some reason, you think is coming for you, even though the last thing you said to him was like, oh, my gosh, you're I don't so want to be with you. Yeah. Suck. It's weird and confusing because she like sings this song about like if I could break the spell I would run to him today. I'm like what did you just said? He didn't have. The- I'd like to speak to that. Yes, please. I I do agree that it feels really abrupt for Odette to be like, okay, well we're done, and then just because she gets kidnapped, she's like, I'd run to him today and like loves yeah. him, but. I would argue that she's always been falling in love with him and getting to know him because yeah. she's not shallow. That's true. And he's become important to her. Mm-hmm. And she was feeling the same feelings he was, but then realized that she didn't want to be with someone who was shallow. So she was actually going through a lot of pain when yeah. she broke it off with him because she liked him and she wanted it to work oh, out. But realized I that she that. doesn't I want that. that. She deserves level. better than that, even though that is what she really wants. So when you're at your most vulnerable in a place that's frightening and you don't want to be there, of course you're going to reach out to the person that you've been thinking about yeah. for the last and acknowledge oh, those geez. feelings that you had oh man and maybe be willing to work with him on the shallow stuff if right. you can at least become human again oh my gosh okay that's perfect and beautiful so Odette lands in the in the lake and she turns back into a human and he stops so fine so he stops and they're like what it's you and your hair is still very very good your hair is incredible even it's though just you're just sitting in a lake Elizabeth as a bird Olsen. oh my gosh not one single feather sticking not out of it feather and they embrace and they put their lips on each other's in the way that you they know do? cartoons do. Yeah, they kiss. I swear we yeah, just watched it. And maybe I blocked it out because it was too horny for me. Yeah, yeah. I respect that. I and Odette's that. like, you've got to leave. Rothbart's coming. Rothbart comes and is like, oh, uh, Odette, how you doing? Odette's like, Rothbart, I, I want to marry you. Which is what he's wanted all this which time. Which is like that Princess Jasmine yeah. like hijinks Which is like, great thing. job, except for Rothbart is too smart for that crap. Dang it, Rothbart, you wily minx. And he says, ah ha ha, let's, I'm so happy. I'm great about this, except for I heard you talking to the prince, and so he locks her in the dungeon along with Prince Derek's sidekick, who Derek just you know yeah. forgets existed. And then Derek gets back to his kingdom, and he's like, "Mom, I'm so ready to get married," because he knows like, "Hey, Odette's back. I'm fine. It's gonna be great." And his Mom's like, "Fantastic! Let's give you the princesses." And so they have princesses on parade, which is just. Uh, the Miss America pageant. It's basically a huge flex on the yeah. part of the queen. Oh, yeah. Because she's like, we're allies with every kingdom in the entire world. Yeah. Like, literally the whole yeah. planet loves us and yeah. gives us their crops and their armor. Like, legit. 
She's a Banff. Yeah. I'm kind of into it. She doesn't it. need a man. No. She really doesn't. She does She's not. so powerful. Which is why she didn't marry the king. She was like, I don't need this crap. Yeah, I don't I'm need not that. sharing my power. Oh, I'm into it. I love her. At any rate, so they're having they're gonna have a ball. And Derek's like, cool, come to the ball. Come to the ball, Odette, and I will profess my undying love for you because that's what's gonna break this curse on you. And Odette's like, Yeah, I'll go, except for now she's been locked up in a dungeon and Rothbart knows about that promise, that swearing of undying love, because if Derek swears his undying love to, to the wrong else, person Odette will die. Actually, she'll just stay a you know, a yeah. swan, but that's a much shorter lifespan. So True. Rothbart gets Bridget, his his friend who probably is in love with him, who he doesn't is. give the time of day and uses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He makes her look like Odette and takes her to the ball. And Derek, the bless and his this sweet is where I want board. Allison to bring up the very interesting point she made earlier about mm-hmm. Derek being shallow. He's at the ball and he's dancing with Bridget as Odette, and he never notices that her personality is different. Yeah. And I guess he could chalk it up to her being nervous. Or, like, having just gone through some trauma or something. Or he could just be like, I only care about her boobs and her great hair. So I think I can give it a half and half. I think, yeah, he probably doesn't know her as well as he should. And he's a little bit blinded by the beauty. And I think, uh, I guess the whole thing is that it's not what it seems. He doesn't realize that... Like, the great animal not only takes any form, but has the power to, like, deceive you. Wait, what does happen at the ball? So at the ball. He's about to profess his undying love. And Odette comes to the window and she pecks at it. Odette flies as yeah. a swan uh-huh. to the window and mm-hmm. pounds on the window and, and is trying to like, get Derek's Derek, attention. Derek, and because he's not hearing because he's looking at Hottie McFoddy. I was just going to say, in case you were wondering why she wasn't a human because it was nighttime, it was because she was like in a well or dungeon well thing or whatever. So she couldn't be at the lake. Oh, she couldn't turn, turn back, back into, into a human. A human. Yeah. Yeah. And so she was stuck a swan. And Rothbart said that there was no moon that night anyway, I guess. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's what he says. He was the best part no moon and she looks up in the sky and there's no moon there she's like no even though it was entirely full the night before yeah this doesn't the cinematic universe of swan princess doesn't follow the rules Mm. of moon cycles it's alright what happens after she pecks on the window so she pecks on the window um, he makes that vow of everlasting love to that wrong Odette. Realizing yeah. his mistake, Derek races after Odette back to Swan Lake, where she finally transforms back into her human form. She turns back. She's like, I love you. And he's like, oh my gosh. And she starts to fade. And Rothbart's like, I'm mad at you, son. And they fight. And they fight. And they fight. And you know how Derek's been practicing this whole time with bows and such? Yes. And being very good? Yeah. Well, he uses one. And he strikes Rothbart as the great beast right through the heart. He kills him dead. And he's still so sad because Odette is dead. And so he goes to Odette and he takes her in his arms. He's I love you when he cries and it's beautiful. But she wasn't dead. It says, having managed to survive long enough for the sorcerer's defeat, the spell on her is broken. (gasps) And then, you know, spell's broken and they're happily ever after. And hopefully at this point, they stay married for a while. Well, I mean, there's seven films. I started to watch the second Swan Princess once and it's... It's hard to get through. I am unsurprised. <laughs> the animation now is actually abhorrent. It's wild. Yeah, it's hard for me. At any rate, that is one of the most iconic and Cause like, important let's films think, of my That was 1994? Yep. Let's think prior to that, were there any animated classics that had such an iconic and strong woman who knew her value? No, because normally they had to be a little bit masculine to be that cool. Yeah, that you sense. either have to be a little masculine and therefore... Uh, stripped of your sexuality mm-hmm. in most like representations, Where or <laughs> you had to be a helpless damsel in distress and a little naive. Yeah. And, and I don't think she was that because you watch her go through 
her childhood, trying out different, like, ideals of who she is. She's exploring and figuring out who she is, and mm-hmm. she does figure out who she is, which is happens to be a bombshell, as well as mm-hmm. smart, and as knowing well her great. intelligence and ingenuity and worth. And also, this she's into Derek, even though he's kind of a stupid butt sometimes. Yeah, she knows what she wants, she and maybe she deserves better than Derek, but... There's no other guys around. There's no one else. He's the he's the prince of Chamberg, and her kingdom never even gets a name. And also, it might be fake. Might we consider yeah. that maybe she wants to be the queen of that really, 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 really big country? She's smart. She's been trained in diplomacy, mm. and she also knows that the probably the best way to help her kingdom, and maybe just on a selfish level herself, is to become allied with this really powerful kingdom. And it doesn't hurt that Derek's hot, apparently. It doesn't hurt that he he's a cutie abs. with a little mullet. He does. So he does have a little page boy cut that's yeah. problematic, but you know. But in the 90s, that was hot. Uh, so I just want to point out, the film was one of the biggest animated box office disasters in history, <laughs> barely grossing over 9 million domestically and, now, and worldwide. Oh my gosh. It is a cult classic now. Um, um, Tori, what's your favorite song from... <sighs> Swan Princess. I that first one, they open it up with a banger. This is my idea. This is my idea. It's because it's got two different, really excellent pieces of music within mm-hmm. it. It's got the 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 fun adventurous song and then a love ballad. Yeah, all then wrapped it in one. Transitions into that's my and then it goes back. I saw what a good idea! Smiling oh. and my knees start buckling. I look inside him and my doubts are gone. Inside him? Yeah. No. Like inside his heart kind of a thing. Yikes. She started out as such an ugly duckling, and, and then, then she suddenly became a swan. I see those, those lyrics. We see Odette saying, ah, okay, I'm not worried about this. He's a good dude. Yeah. And he says, wow, she's hot. She's a hottie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Honestly, if anything, I could say that this film probably just prepared us for the world of dating and that's men. True. That's a true statement. Gave us some pretty realistic expectations for what we may encounter. Uh, Good point. This is powerful stuff, girls. <laughs> yes. Once again, I feel go. empowered and enlightened. Once again, that's how you should walk away feeling from <laughs> boss hags. From these hags. These empowering hags. Do you have any other closing thoughts about Swan Princess or, I guess, life? Um, no. I have cool. no thoughts in my mind. Thank you. Period. We're going to end this with a, a powerful ASMR a reading of uh, the Declaration of Independence. And when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object, I'm sorry, I'm not going to actually read <laughs> She was reciting it. She wasn't reading That's it. That's because it's yeah. from National Treasure. When a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object, events is designed to reduce them under absolute despotism, and it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and provide new guards for their future security. I know this only because Nicolas Cage says that in a part of National Treasure, and I think I actually have that whole film memorized. I think you did, That's too. an important movie. Isn't Riley oh. so cute? Riley's, Riley's so cute. Also, so is the German doctor. Yeah. Diane Kruger. Yes. I was like, all also I could think Sean of... Also, I'm weirdly in love with Sean Bean. Oh, me too. But all I could think of when you said that was the German professor from Little Women. And I was oh, like, well, yeah, well, well, that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jenny's old man thing. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> I love it. It's beautiful. It's unfortunate. <laughs> well, you know, someday there will be a man old Someday I will be his age. <laughs> and then he'll marry a 21-year-old. <laughs> Oh, happy thoughts. I have no thoughts at the end of this because 
just like the Texas Roadhouse just really did me in. Truly, this honestly, time I've just been like, so dying I've never food. been in more of a food coma. Me, I've I really got, I've got the meat sweats. I rather ferociously <laughs> have to urinate. So Tori's leg has been shaking for a while, and I didn't want to interrupt the flow of her very manic movie summary to uh, let her go. So this is Boss Hag signing out. Peace. Have a great summer. Our <laughs> eggs. Egg, our eggs oh, are dying. Our eggs are dying. What if it was? But wasn't we're not recording? crying.